Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organisation and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change, and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game-changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. (laughs) Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of The New Way. I am thrilled that you're joining me. I'm just back from a weekend away with friends in Orange. We had a lovely time. There is so much delicious regional food and wine around there. (laughs) It was freezing though, freezing. It was snowing and sleeting there on Saturday. Oh, Luckily, the place that we stayed had a fireplace, it had plenty of wood and lots of space. So we spent the afternoon uh, just kind of cozied up around the fire, catching up together before we headed out for dinner. It was so, so lovely. If you're considering a weekend away in Orange, do it, do it. We had so much fun. (laughs) But before you plan your weekend away, let's have a quick chat. Today, I'm sharing three huge lies that I see change leaders telling themselves all the time. And if you're thinking these won't apply to you, I really urge you to stick with me because these are lies that I have seen and heard and really seen demonstrated by change leaders at all levels, working with a wide range of clients. So while it's likely totally unintentional, you may not be immune. These buggers are sneaky. (laughs) If you're a change leader or a leader who wants to drive transformation across the organization, telling yourself these lies inadvertently or otherwise, or being in denial about the stuff that we're going to cover today can impact the effectiveness and generally the overall success of the change that you're seeking. These three lies in particular set the scene for disaster. They can really block your success. The good news is that these mindset roadblocks and the behaviors, the decisions and the shitty outcomes that they lead to are with a little bit of know-how entirely preventable, 100% preventable. So don't stress if you see yourself in any of these. There are plenty of easy to implement practical things that you and your team can do to remove the risk and to really kind of stack the deck for better outcomes. And of course, I am going to share my recommendations for these as we go. Okay, enough with the intro. Let's dive in. The first huge lie that change leaders tell themselves is that being strong is better than being real. Now, I get why leaders tell themselves this. It makes sense intuitively. It kind of feels safer and it's what you were likely trained to do because, of course, creating certainty for the team is an important part of being a leader. But the truth is that being strong 24-7 can create distrust. It's a bit of a bummer, I know. (laughs) But employees need you to be real with them. 
being vulnerable and sharing authentically actually helps to create a culture of creativity and courage. Because as Brene Brown, who's a preeminent expert in vulnerability, she's an academic, an author, a speaker, she says, courage and comfort can't coexist. Courage and comfort can't coexist. Have you ever noticed how we think that vulnerability in others is amazing? We think that they come across as really strong and courageous when people are being vulnerable. But internally, it feels like weakness when we ourselves are vulnerable. Isn't that an interesting double standard, right? I bet you already know that the truth is that mentally strong people are willing to be vulnerable. By the way, that researcher Brene Brown defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure. All words that could be used to describe impactful leadership as well, right? (laughs) Now, I'm not suggesting that you let it all hang out, though. In organizational settings, and especially when leading change, we're aiming for authenticity that is vulnerability with boundaries, because of course, you are in that leadership role. Now, research tells us that this is harder for women leaders than men to achieve at work. So if you need a prompt, here's how I recommend that you get started. The next time that you're connecting with employees about the change, Open up and share the reservations and concerns that you initially had about the change. You can be really real about it. Whatever your change or transformation initiative, I'm betting that you're going to need to change too to make it a real success. Share what came up for you and how you dealt with it when you were thinking about what making those changes meant for you. There were probably things that triggered you about the change as well. You can share that. Share what came up for you and how you dealt with it. You can also talk about why this change is a positive wake-up call for you personally. Now, if you do that, I bet that you'll be surprised by the hugely positive response that you get. By the way, if you're interested in Brene Brown's insights on vulnerability at work, I'll add a link to the show notes uh, so you can check out a video of hers where you can learn more all about what she thinks about this. Okay, the next massive lie that change leaders tell themselves is something that comes up specifically if and when the change initiative is behind schedule. And that's telling yourself that you'll catch up during the next stage or the next phase of the initiative and still have the change fully adopted on time. I am so sorry to tell you this, But if that's what the team's told you, or if that's something that you've told yourself, that's just a big lie. (laughs) Look, there are some situations where you may be able to revise the change strategy and take a more aggressive approach, but experience tells me that those situations are the exception, not the rule. It's especially unlikely if the change effort doesn't receive a whole lot more investment in terms of both effort and resourcing. I completely understand that it might be possible for the project, uh, you know, to put your foot down, to make up for lost time and still deliver technical outputs in less time overall. But change adoption is different. Change really does take time. 
By the time a change initiative project is late delivering, you as the leader have probably been thinking about it for months, perhaps even years. You bought into the whole thing ages ago. You're sold. You have invested. You're eager for the benefits. You want to start seeing them roll in. But your employees and other important stakeholders are likely just at the very beginning of the journey. They might have no idea what's coming. And if they do... Denial and resistance are normal parts of the change and transformation journey. I know I've shared that before. Getting over that shit, even with the change team doing all of the right things, it just takes time. True organizational change comes down to all of the individuals involved deciding to buy in, to participate in the change and to commit to it long enough for the organization to experience results. So if things are running behind, instead of freaking out and making promises that you cannot keep, get the change team to plan for and deliver early momentum as soon as possible. And by momentum, I mean a clear sense of movement towards your vision. Remember how I said that denial and resistance are a normal part of the process? Those are natural responses to fear, anxiety and uncertainty. And of course, action is the antidote to fear. So get the change team to identify milestones on the way to your vision or your desired end state, whatever you're calling it, that your employees genuinely care about that gets them excited and focus your efforts on those so that you can demonstrate progress. That is what's going to build momentum. Now, that's actually a great segue to the final big, big lie that change leaders tell themselves. And that is that they know what the business needs or wants or thinks or how they're doing things now. <laughs> if you've ever caught yourself thinking this, I promise that you're setting yourself up for disaster and that your assumptions could be destroying your credibility completely. A quick word of warning. Experts are especially susceptible to believing this lie. Need proof? Just think back to the US election when Trump got in or our most recent federal election here in Australia. Many experts were completely shocked by those election results. Do you remember? Many, many experts have insider information, special techniques and jargon. That's what makes them experts. But when we group together and we live kind of in an echo chamber and group think it can be rife. And in that setting, it is easy to assume that everyone knows what we know and feels the same way, but they don't. Now, of course, all the lies that we're talking about today can derail your change or transformation program. But this one is especially risky because it can lead to a lack of sufficient information or knowledge. So as well as screwing up the change effort, this one can screw up the quality and the usefulness of project deliverables too. It's a major bummer. <laughs> change leaders that tell themselves this lie will probably find themselves thinking about the change effort more as delegating, you know, like kind of passing over the how of change to their employees, just tasking folks with their new roles or the new process that they must use rather than co-creating the transformation with employees and other impacted stakeholders. These change leaders might find themselves not so worried about or focused on actively soliciting employee input. 
and they might even kind of become defensive when employees or others react negatively to the new way. And in turn, that can make the leader feel like the victim, which is a terrible place to be. Science fiction author Philip K. Dick said, reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. As the change leader, part of your role is to have a clear understanding of what the business needs and wants and the reality of the situation. This means you must actively seek the employee voice and input. When you get dissent, negativity, anger, or other bad reactions, you should welcome it with open arms. <laughs> you should definitely expect it. Remember, resistance and denial is totally normal. It's not personal. Task your change team with understanding and getting to the bottom of the concerns that employees have as quickly as humanly possible so you have the full picture and can consider the input, feedback and advice and decide on the best next steps. How to do this? Well, first, be curious. Live and breathe curiosity as a value at work. If you assume anything, you should assume that you and the team have incomplete info. Ask questions and really listen to the answers that come your way. Your employees are putting themselves out there. They're the ones being vulnerable by opening up. When you consistently demonstrate that you care and that you're paying attention, folks will trust you and tell you what's really going on for them. And that is magic. Of course, you should consider using research methods like focus groups, test labs, surveys and polls. Uh, and I'm guessing that your strategic change advisor will be able to advise you on the best tool for your organization's change context there. But whatever you use, research, facts, outside opinions and perspectives and empathy can support solid decision making. So there you have it. Three huge lies that change leaders tell themselves that can stuff up your transformation efforts. The three big, big lies that we covered are first up, being strong is better than being real. That's bullshit. Second, you'll catch up during the next stage of the plan and still have the change fully adopted on time also bullshit. And finally, the third big lie is that you know what the business needs or wants or thinks. <laughs> I don't need to tell you. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm so curious. Do any of these lies land for you? Have you perhaps inadvertently told yourself any of them? Like I said, if you have, please don't worry. I see them creeping up all the time and I've shared a bunch of practical things that you can do to avoid them in the future right here. I hope our chat today gives you something to chew over. If you're enjoying these conversations, I would love you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. It only takes 10 seconds to do it. You can do it on your phone using the app and it would mean the absolute world if you did. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you have a great, great week and I will catch you next time. Bye for now. 